Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 63 for the reading of a psalm this morning. Psalm 63. Let's all stand together and read in unison these wonderful words of the Lord, inspired by the Holy Spirit through David, our brother, the sweet psalmist of Israel. Together, O God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see Thy power and Thy glory, so as I have seen Thee in the sanctuary. Because Thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise Thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Every one that sweareth by him shall glory, but the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. You may be seated. O oh God, thou art my God. Amen. Do you have that kind of a personal relationship with the Lord? Amen. Real happiness depends on a relationship. Your relationship with the God of heaven, whether you're walking with him or not. Oh, God, thou art my God, my God. The creator of heaven and earth is my God. He's revealed himself to me. He's loved me. He's written me a letter. He's given me a library. He sent his son for me. He has eternal heaven waiting for me. He has forgiven me more than I can tell you about. He has delivered me from troubles I've got myself into. He's protected me from harm. He's done me good. He's blessed the work of my hands. He's prospered my way. He's shown me the truth. He's given me light in darkness. He's put a song in my heart. He's put my feet on a rock. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. David wasn't writing this as a little boy. He didn't mean early in life. He said, as early as chance I get, I'm going to be seeking you. The rest of this, the last three verses of this psalm tell us that he's being chased by his enemies. He could very well have been driven from the presence of the Lord by living among the Philistines in the writing of this psalm. My soul thirsteth for thee. And he compares it to our appetite for food and drink. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. In a dry and thirsty land. 
I'm away from your presence. I'm away from your people. I'm away from your worship. Early will I seek thee. As soon as I have a chance, I will be back in your house. And he describes it this way in verse 2. To see thy power and thy glory. That's what I want to seek. I want to see you. I want to delight in you and glory in all the good things that you are. Especially your power and your glory. To see thy power and thy glory. To hear it. To see it. To realize it. To be reminded of it. To muse on it. To meditate on it. To think of it. To rejoice in it. To see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Early will I seek thee. I will get back there to where your worship takes place. Where I can rejoice in your power and your glory in the sanctuary like I have before. Coming into the Lord's house on the Lord's day ought to be the culminating point of our weekly life. What else can it be? Are you kidding? Going to your place of employment? How about coming into the house of God and worshiping God and seeing Him in His power and His glory? David desired that. He sought it. He thirsted for it. He longed for it. And if we don't seek it, thirst for it, or long for it, the deficiency is not with the Lord. The deficiency is in your character. You either have none, or you're wallowing in self-pity or sin. Because this is the heart of the psalmist. This is the heart we want. This is the heart we ought to have. Look at what he says. Why, why does he want to get back so bad? Why is it so important to him? Why is he craving it? Why is he craving the sanctuary and to see God's power and glory? Because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Because thy loving kindness is better than life. Life is left here vague. You can think about any kind of life you want. His loving kindness is better. Amen. And His loving kindness, which we'll realize in heaven, is literally better than our life here on earth. Amen. And because of it, my lips shall praise thee. This is a happy man. This is a man who has something exciting, satisfying, fulfilling, motivating, pleasing in his life. It's the knowledge of God and a relationship with Him. So he says, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. You don't praise when you're not happy. This is a happy man. And he's praising God because of his wonderful loving kindness. And God's loving kindness is new every morning. It is faithful every day. And it runs all night long. God is faithful. The problems in your life are your fault. It doesn't matter what problem it is. It can all be traced back to man. God put us in paradise. We're the ones that corrupted it. Amen. When God makes a choice, and that choice involves sickness, death, or dying, it's still our fault. That's right. We corrupted God's way on the earth. He is full of loving kindness, and every day he shows it. And David said, thus will I bless thee while I live. As long as I live and I have this life and your loving kindness is greater and better than my life, I'm going to praise you with it. I'm going to lift up my hands in thy name. Because that is where the excitement and the pleasure is, is to worship thee. Now look at 5 and 6. 
My soul. My soul, your inner part. You know, when, when the Bible describes a friend that is like a, another soul to you, he loveth as his own soul. Your soul, your most inward part. My soul shall be satisfied. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. This is a very happy man. His soul is satisfied as with marrow and fatness. Marrow and fatness are, again, dietary words describing the best kind of a cut of meat. This is a bone-in tenderloin. Bone-in because there's marrow there. If you don't have a bone in your steak, then you don't have any marrow in your steak because marrow is inside a bone. When you go to a real restaurant that serves real steaks, they give you the option of bone-in. And it's not round steak. Round steak has no fatness nor marrow. Round steak is the same as serving a piece of bologna and calling it round steak. We're talking about marrow and fatness. Forgive me if you like round steak. Get it ground up and make some very lean and tough hamburgers. You need fat. You need fat. Fat is the goodness of the land, the Bible tells us. This is marrow and fatness. You, you can scoop out the marrow with your spoon. If you like marrow, it's kind of greasy and fat, but it's tasty because fat's full of taste. Marrow and fatness, the best. It satisfies my soul as with the very best cut of meat. My mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. I'm going to be saying joyful things. I'm so happy and glad to talk about you, Lord. This is what he says in verse 5. My soul shall be satisfied from the inside out. And my mouth is going to say wonderful things about you. Why? Well, verse 6 tells us, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. When we remember God, the lover of our souls, our creator, our savior, our judge, our king, our friend, our benevolent helper, our, the, the, the eagle upon which we depend, the rock of our salvation, our high tower, our fortress, our buckler, our shield, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, my sweetest communion with the Lord is in bed. No one's bothering me. No ding says that I have mail. No phone rings. No loud motorcycle goes by the window. Nothing distracts in the middle of the night. And David knew that. When you're in the solitude of a dark room in bed, you can remember the Lord upon your bed and meditate on Him in the night watches. My sweetest communion with the Lord is in the, in the night. Because then it's just Him and me. No one's distracting. I can tell Him I love Him and He can tell me He loves me. And when I remember Him, it's a joyful, it's the most comforting, satisfying time of my life. Now handle this. To wake up and meet my wife is a disappointment. I know that she understands. And for her to wake up and meet me is a double disappointment. Because there's no one like the Lord. Right. Amen. When I'm embracing him and he's embracing me in the night, and I'm remembering him, and I'm meditating on him in the night watches, it is, it is perfection. Because there's no fault or flaw in him. 
His love is perfect. It never fails. I have no doubts about him. It's wonderful. Here it is in the Bible. I, I can read those words and I know what David's talking about. I hope you know what he's talking about. I hope you know what he's talking about more than I do, but I'm coming after you. Because I want this. And I have this. I want more of it. Because thou hast been my help, verse 7, because you've helped me, Lord, whenever I've been in trouble, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I trust? Oh, more than that. Will I believe? More than that. Will I hope? More than that. Will I rejoice? I will be excited about any problems that come my way because you've been my help in the past. I know this is nothing for you. My soul followeth hard after thee. Now, is that true of you? My soul followeth hard after thee. I want you so bad. I thirst after thee. I long at my flesh longs for thee. I early will I seek thee. I'm going to seek you early. I'm following hard after you. I'm running as hard as I can, as fast as I can, pursuing you, because I want a relationship with you, Lord, and I want you close to me. Thy right hand upholdeth me. That's the way it works. You want the right hand of the Lord to uphold you? Then you better be following hard after him. If you don't follow hard after him and your religion is a religion of vain words, he'll just let his hand go and you'll fall. True. He owes you nothing. That's right. That's right. If you want his hand to uphold you, then you ought to be following hard after him. And when you do that, he reaches forth his right hand and lifts you up. Peter may have got a little nervous when he saw the winds boisterous when he was walking on the water to Jesus. But bless God for Peter's desire to go to the Lord. Lord, bid me come to thee on the water. See, that's a man following hard. He's, He's not timid like the other 11 that stood there. Wow, how's he doing that? You know, it was, Lord, bid me come to thee on the water. He got a little nervous, and the Lord reached out his hand and upheld him. But at least he was following hard after the Lord. We want to follow hard after the Lord. This is the relationship and how it works. We follow the Lord, he upholds us. We don't follow the Lord, he lets us fall. That sounds very fair to me. Verses 9 through 11. What a difference. You can draw a line right here. But those that seek my soul... To destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. There's no right hand upholding them. There's a right hand coming down on them. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. Back to himself. But the king shall rejoice in God. This is a happy man. He's rejoicing in verse 11. He's he's satisfied in his soul in verses 5 and 6. He's rejoicing with joyful lips. He's happy in the Lord. He knows the Lord is his God. What else is there? I can't make you happy. You can't make me happy. But the Lord can make us both happy. Then we can help each other be happy. But we've got to have the Lord or you're worthless to me and I'm worthless to you. Jonathan Crosby without the Lord? Sinful scum. Selfish brat. Without the Lord. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. Sweareth by him honestly and keeps his oaths shall glory. Everyone that's a true believer in God. See, swearing is an act of worship. I've tried to teach you that for years. Swearing in the Bible was an act of worship. You only swore by one object, God himself. Because when you swear by something, you're appealing to the highest authority you know in heaven or on earth. When you swear by God, it's an act of worship. And everyone that swears by him, meaning all the true followers of God, shall rejoice. The king's going to glory. All the true followers of God are going to rejoice, but the mouth of them that speak lies 
shall be stopped. You want to play a hypocrite? You're a liar this morning. And you're going to be stopped. Your life's a joke, a fraud, and a sham. But if you want to be a true worshiper of God and swear and keep your oaths and follow hard after the Lord, his right hand will uphold thee. He'll cause you reason to glory in your existence and in your life because his loving kindness is better than life. And he'll put joy in your lips so that you can rejoice. This is the lot of the righteous. This is Psalm 63. May Psalm 63 be true of your life, your wife, your spouse's life, your family's life. If you, if you cut short Psalm 63, the Lord will cut you short. If you try to find happiness outside of Psalm 63, the Lord will cut you off. He'll pull his hand out and let you fall. Haven't we all tried it at times? Yes. Yep. Don't we know that to be true? Yes. Then run unto the Lord and repent for your foolishness. Amen. For having been enamored with the soap bubbles of this world and find real substance, yes. real marrow, real fatness to satisfy your soul. Amen. May the Lord bless his precious word. This psalm was written by a man who was tempted in all points like as we are. This man was subject to the passions of the flesh, flesh like Elijah and we are. This man gave in to sin from time to time, but this man knew what the real source of joy was in his life. And God the Holy Spirit had him ins- write down these words for us, for us to follow the instruction of Psalm 63. This is the word of the Lord. Let's hear it, heed it, and do it. May Jesus Christ, the Son of David, our Savior, And our portion forever be praised.